everyone. And welcome to another episode of In Due Time. We are absolutely delighted that you have joined us for another episode. And we're so glad that you're here. So, as we continue to globally and nationally move through the COVID-19 crisis and the corona-rona pandemic, today we're going to talk about our reflections, what we have been learning from being in close quarters for extended periods, this extended period of time, and just going to share what that experience has been like for us. So this is our Rona Reflections, what we have learned, what we miss, what others have been sharing with us in terms of what they're experiencing as we all transition to a new kind of normal. So we are happy to be professionals who, even before this COVID-19 crisis, we work from home. And so the difference has been that we're actually spending more time um, at home because before it was that we had opportunities to be able to go into the office. There were certain days that I would go to different client sites and engage. Now I'm still engaging with uh, my clients, but I'm doing so remotely. And so the difference has been, whereas before it was, okay, yeah, you know, leaving, going, you have the option of deciding whether you're going to stay, work from home or go into the office or go to a site. And now the option for visiting the site is no longer an option. Yeah, and I know the same as for me. I, I work from home most of the time. Um, because I got a lot more accomplished, I was more efficient. Um, so now the issue is, I would, I miss going in and talking to other people, even though my primary work habit was working from home. You know, that's similar to to what um, my youngest sister, my youngest sister uh, Sophia, she manages. Uh, groups of people and some of them remotely and she had shared that one of her staff members her team members actually said you know as much as I don't like people I actually now miss being around people and so is it so so that got me to thinking isn't it strange that even for those people some of them who don't like people the fact that you had the option of whether or not you were going to associate with them or come into close contact with them. Now that that's off the table, you miss it. Yeah, because again, it was a choice of mine to work from home. Now when you're taking away the choice for me to Ah, go in, it's like, okay, well, wait a minute, time out. Now I don't have a choice. So it's the not having the choice. Not having the choice. So I think that when when we're talking about this... That would probably be the question that we have for the listeners. What has been the biggest challenge of this? Is it the fact that you no longer have a choice in terms of being able to go outside and go to these places? And we recognize that there are people who are listening who, we live in New York City. Need I say more? We don't just say anything else. You say you live in New York City, everybody's like, ah, I know what's going on in New York City. So for us, it's probably one of the more restricted areas right now. Um, for our safety and for the safety of these very dense communities that we live in. If you live in an area or community where you're not in a lockdown or it's not as restrictive as New York's lockdown, then you really cannot imagine what this is like. 
you know, to, to be in a position where you have the option of, hey, let me just run to the store real quick. Can we still do that? Yes. But that's the only thing that you can do in terms of just going outside and walking around. You're not, you're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah, and, and it becomes uh, more of a, a challenge to prepare for doing that. In terms, in terms of putting on a mask, putting on gloves, and then doing the whole let's okay, let's stay within six feet of each other when oh. when some people are not even mm. abiding by that when we go to the store anyway. Listen, can we just talk about that for a minute? So forget, 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 forget what I just said about yeah, you know, challenges not being able to go places. Let me tell you something. For, for one thing, I don't know that people are aware of how big a six foot space actually is. You know what I mean? It's like there were people who were challenged before around personal space. No matter how you said it, 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 they they had no concept of this. They just didn't understand it. They were like, roll up on you, close to you, standing like we're connected. We're not that close. Now that there's a mandate for six feet apart, the piece that was missing is that nobody explained to these people, how big a space is six feet? So they're treating six inches like, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not connected to you. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're too close. Yes, and that's the issue. I mean, it, it's it's been mandated in New York to have social distancing, but I guess a lot of people didn't get the memo. <laughs> they didn't listen to the news. They didn't listen to the radio. They didn't listen to anything. They should be like Jamaica where they have somebody driving through the streets with a loudspeaker. But it's, it, look, social distancing will only work if you keep your distance. It's not a thing. It's, it's, not, it's not a theory. It is something that you can actually do. Six feet. Picture someone who is six feet tall, Right? So this is to help everybody get a visual for those who are not aware of how far apart six feet is. If you're six feet tall, picture lying on the ground and your length when you're lying on the ground is the distance from the the tip of your toe to the top of your head. That's the distance that you need to be away from people. If you're five, five, it may be a little bit smaller. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit smaller distance, but you still have to think of a six-foot-tall person lying on the ground. That's the distance that needs to be between you and the person behind you and the person in front of you. Yeah, I was looking at this as an opportunity to develop some kind of uh, wear that I could put on the back of, of, of my shirt that would <laughs> buzz off, <laughs> that would blink and have alarms and say, okay, you're too close. Boom, you're boom. too close. Back off. <laughs> Flash and lights. Flash and Maybe even shot lights. them if they can like a radar. You're in my space. You're in my space. <laughs> because honestly, I mean, people people don't get this. They really don't get this. So, yeah. And, and let's not even forget the people who want to still touch and don't have gloves on. Don't have any kind of protection. They don't have the mask. And if they do have the mask, they then choose to let me pull the mask down so I can sneeze and cough. That's the purpose of wearing the mask, people. You're defeating the purpose here. Okay? They just want to pull down the mask, cough, sneeze, put the mask back up. Okay. There you go. Now we're good. And then you want to touch, touch, feel, feel with no gloves on. 
So, you know, yeah, this, this, for, for people who like to people watch, this has been a very interesting endeavor, opportunity to do so, because it is amazing how many people are not touch conscious, distance conscious, um, clean conscious. You know what I mean? There are those who, yeah, you didn't wash your hands. And yeah, I noticed you in the bathroom and you didn't wash your hands. And so when we come outside, I know to stay away from you. And y'all can laugh if you want to, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now you are even more so aware of that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I can think of all those times coming out of the men's bathroom. I'm like, I'm not touching that dude's hand. If I go to a meeting, <laughs> I'm not touching you. You don't even come near me because you're some really unclean people. So, yeah, no, but I, I understand where you're coming from with that. It's, it's, and, and so this has been a real eye-opener because when you think about the number, first of all, if somebody's complaining about how, much, how many times they have to wash their hands, that's a flag. That's a flag right there. If you're complaining about how close people are, if you're, if you're not even noticing how close people are, that is, is worrisome to me. So those are the pieces of it that have really opened my eyes to the fact that, yes, we can have rules in place. Yes, we're talking about, um, what's the term they keep using? Level, flattening the curve? Flattening the curve, yeah. Flattening the curve. Yeah. The curve ain't going to be flattened one hickety-bickety bit if people don't even know what social distancing is and if they're ignoring the measures that have been put in place for that. They're not wearing a mask. They're not wearing protective gear. They're not keeping their distance. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I've seen that kind of behavior with older and younger people. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a total disregard for the fact that you are in a position where you can get other people sick. If you don't care about getting yourself sick, that's on you. But when you, when you, when you, when you, when you now take this back home to friends, family, and others, then that becomes a problem. Yeah. Yeah, and I think people may be thinking, well, I'm not sick. Yeah, but you're, you're, you are interacting with other people and you have no idea if they may be sick. So the fact that you're not protecting yourself from what is potentially out there, you do then run the risk of, of going back home or even connecting it to people. You may live by yourself, but you're going to be connecting it to other people, passing it on to other people that you're coming in contact with. So I think that observing human behavior concerning following rules has been very, very interesting, especially living in a place like New York City where there's so many people. Uh, the roads are clear. Uh, you can't find a parking space when you do drive because <laughs> nobody's leaving. You know, alternate side of the street is suspended for obvious reasons. So those are some of the pluses. You can get down FDR lickety split you know you don't have to worry about it. it's kind of eerie almost though because you are accustomed to seeing you know so many cars and you don't have that yeah right it, now it, yeah it, it is kind of like out of a movie where it seems like um it's so desolate that you wonder whether you're in the right place or not yeah yeah it's a very surreal a very surreal type of feeling one of the things that we've also noticed, and so we live in New York City, and, and people may think New York has no trees except for Central Park. Actually, not so true. We actually 
actually have a big tree right outside our uh, living room window that we can see from our living room and, and one of our and our master bedroom. And what we noticed is that there are some birds in the trees that we've never seen before. Beautiful birds, but we've never seen them before in New York. Yeah, these are species of birds that I, you know, outside of seeing pigeons in New York, which is typically what we see. A lot of them. Um, we're seeing very colorful and very unique looking birds that I think what they're doing is they're, they're getting a chance now to come back to where they may have originated from. Yeah, before that's true. Before people were here. That's true. That's true. And so that has been one of the wow moments for me in terms of just noticing that. I am not one to walk down the street a, a lot. You can't afford to, especially in New York City or any city, really. You just walk down the street and be looking up in the air. And, and again, you look up, you see mostly buildings. You're not going to see a lot of trees. But when you do see trees and you are passing through a park or passing by a park, because um, our parks are also closed, uh, many of them. It's interesting to see the animal life, the bird life, nature. It's interesting to see this wonderful emergence of nature that is taking place. And I don't know if people are more concerned or focused on their fears that they're missing this. Yeah, I think they are. And I think also what they're missing too is that, you know, there have been opportunities where kind of felt the air on my skin and it feels a lot different it feels a lot cleaner hmm. and so I think that is uh, contributing to why you're seeing these words come here because they may not have been used to the pollution that's in the air and it's that's a lot true. cleaner yeah. that, well again because yeah that's true because we're talking about less cars yeah. so less emission yeah Less pollution, yes. cleaner air. Yes. So they're coming back to their habitats that, by the way, we invaded in order to put these buildings up, you know, in order to create the space that we now we now call home on the island of Manhattan. So, yeah, it is it is very interesting. Another really interesting thing is that there are those who we're not we're not get on social media people and people know us are going heck no we're even surprised that you guys are doing a podcast <laughs> but we're not facebook instagram you know let me do a selfie we're not we're not we're that's not just us that's that's not our thing um doing that but we also notice that there is, or there seems to be like a greater appreciation when people are out because you don't have as much social interaction, like people to people, person to person interaction. You don't have as much because we're all supposed to be inside. So while there's more virtual connection and more, um, let's connect virtually now because that's the only that's the only option that uh, that many of us have if you don't live close to your co-workers you're not seeing them unless you're gonna get online or get you know into a meeting if it's a zoom or a go to whatever the tool is that you're using google hangouts guy whatever it is that you're using you're not having that connection to be able to see them so i i have also noticed that there seems to be just a greater appreciation for that person-to-person -person contact yeah absolutely i think that um it's like anything else in life. If, if it's taken away from you and you have uh, neglected it or you haven't paid it enough attention, 
when that's taken away from you, you then you then start to miss it, and then you now start to crave it more. Yeah. And and, and that's what I'm seeing here because, like I said, I, I'm used to working from home most of the time, and you know, I was like, I'm not going going in because you know, why am I going to waste time going in? But now that I don't have that choice. Yeah. I crave the fact that I like to, you know, be able to see some of my comrades and talk to them. It goes back to what, you know, with some of us have may, may have heard, you won't realize the value of that thing until you until you lose it. Yeah. You won't realize how much it meant to you until you no longer have it. And we are experiencing that. The other thing that I think that is probably something that we've heard. So we've been having conversations with different people. One of the things that seems to be a common theme, an observation that seems to be a common theme, is that this is actually a wonderful opportunity for a reset. Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, uh, some of the like-minded people are taking it in, in, in stride in terms of looking at this opportunity to reset. Um, others who I, I have friends that are doing a lot more um, indulging in alcohol to deal with the situation. And they keep hitting, it's an essential beverage. And they keep hitting me up for, okay, let's have another virtual cocktail hour. I'm like, how many, how many can we have in a week? One a day. <laughs> Takes the blues away. Well, but, but, you know, so, yes, there's that aspect of it. But these are individuals who... You, ne- you may have met them at the bar. It's like, oh, let's go out for drinks. But it's a lot easier now because guess what? All you have is time. And by the way, the liquor store is open. It's an essential beverage. It's right there under beverages. Beverages are essential. And there you have your liquor. But um, no, it's actually a reset because it's really a time for us to think about what would we like to do? What do we wish we could do differently? And now is the time to really start thinking about that. Yeah, and I think part of what we have experienced is that we started to get to understand a little bit more about um, who we are, um, spending more time together. Um, We started uh, um, putting together things that, you know, we, two things to do that allowed us to learn more about each other um, related to. You know, things we like, things that impacted our lives. So one of these was actually a workshop that I'm going to be doing um, virtually. It's a workshop that I'm actually going to be doing for two of my clients. It is taking a list of songs. It's called Your Life Playlist. It's like your life in music. And everyone has songs that reminds them about a particular time in their life, something that they were going through. Or it could just be, again, a memory. What were you doing at the time that that song was popular or at the time that that song came out? And so we did this exercise, and we did it in two two ways. One, we did it in two parts. One was that we played each... We played songs. um, Each person played a song. Each person played a song and determined... And we asked the person, okay, what does this song mean to you? What is your first reaction to the song? Yes. What does, what does it remind you of? Yes. Um, so that was, uh, we, did, we did that, and that was 
very interesting because we learned a lot more about each other related to the songs. And it's, it's, songs, it's, it's songs that we both liked. Right. Songs that we played, played on different occasions. But now we knew what it meant to each other. Right, because before, even listening to the song and we were listening to it together, we did not realize the memory that it evoked for that person in listening to the song. So that is an exercise that we would highly recommend and with the with the with the understanding too that there were songs that it's like yeah I like the song but I really don't have any memory attached to it and it was simply no pass I don't have a memory attached to that song like the song dance to the song makes me want to move makes me want to sleep whatever the case may be but I don't really have a memory there is no milestone or activity or event in my life that that song brings that back for me for the ones that it did I think we did five songs right with that or we did I can't remember how many we did. No, we, we did 10 songs with that. We did 10 songs where each person picked a song and then we did five of... Yeah, we did five of... Okay, I said... You know, basically, we said five of... Picked the five songs that indicate the milestones or situations in your life that are unforgettable and that made a big difference in your life. And so that was very revealing. Oh, now you explain to me that's what that was. I, I, that's what that was. I didn't get that from what we did. Well, you we got to do a redo. Because I, I didn't know that. Well, that was my five. What was your five? Well, I, I, I did the five, but that wasn't the explanation attached to my five. Kind of, sort of. So we're, we're recording, so we'll, we'll do that offline. But but so so the objective is, you, the first one, the other person is picking the songs. And then you share whether you have a memory or what that song reminds you of. That's the first part. The second part is that you select the songs. And you then share what that song means to you. That's correct. And so... Those were the two exercises that we did. And and I can only say, honey, that I am surprised, shocked at in in a in a in a in a good way about I'm surprised at just how deep some of the emotions are that were uh, that you experience in listening to some of these songs. Yeah, and, and I think that one of the reasons why I selected the exercise was it gives an opportunity for people to share their emotions when they typically have a hard time sharing it. Music brings out the emotion in you, okay? And if, if it's a song that touches your heart or touches some feeling in you, it's, able, it's easier for you to be able to explain how that touches you. And so... In song. In song. So it's taken all these years for me to know that if I just want you to open up, just play a tune. That's all I have to do. And it would get you to open up. Instead of saying, honey, let's talk. Because let's talk seems to have you get into like, oh, I was just getting ready to go to bed. It's 7 o'clock. But <laughs> it's better late than never. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you know, now you know. Now you know. Put on a song. Now I know. Put on a song. Okay. Learning a lot here. Thank you so much for that. Well, see, and, and this is the situation now that we know now in terms of, and we've now created a Monday night music. Oh, we so, did? Yeah, we did. We, we agreed on that. Monday night, we play music only. Oh, yes, 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 we yeah. did. So, so, so that, that in turn has led us to have That's much true. more discussions. That's and, true. And I've learned a lot from 
my beloved playing her songs, um, things I didn't know about. Um, so I think it's an exercise that you should share with your significant other. You'll yeah. be surprised what you find yeah. out. And you know, if you don't have an other, if you share it with a friend, you share it. This is even something quite honestly that you can share with your kids because they have songs that they're playing. Anyone who you see listening to music, they're listening to things that resonate with them that they like. And there's a why behind the what they're listening to. And so this was a good exercise in really understanding the whys because you enjoy the song without understanding what that song means to the person. And so in doing this, this activity together, we um, discovered these things about each other. And that's really important when you're, when you are in a situation where your activities are limited and you're confined to, you know, certain spaces. Yeah. And make no mistake, we love each other. We're great friends in addition to being husband and wife. And, and even for us, it's kind of like, okay, all right. But we don't feel it. It's not a tense type situation. So we will go into another room and we have enough rooms that we can, you know, spread out and be able to do that. But even so, there is still that, that need to be able to connect with other people, you know, and to spend time with other people. Yeah, and, and, you know, one thought that we had to, um, you know, we brought this up as part of this particular podcast, but if there's any further interest, you know, we, we're thinking about doing a podcast just about life's playlist. Yeah. Because, again, so. we can share that and share, share with you how we, you know, view our life's playlist and how you go about, you know, forming your life. Right. So this is why it's leading to a virtual workshop that we can do so that we could actually be able to share this to show people... Um, how this is done, which brings us to feedback from our last podcast. Thank you so much to those who gave us feedback. They sent emails. We've received your emails. We thoroughly enjoyed reading them. And one request that was made, and this was a follow-up to the challenge, in creating a um, card. It was like a keepsake right. of this is the this is the commitment. This is the vow. Somebody asked. One request that was made was, well, how do I go about making that? So I am going to put that on uh, my website, uh, com. If you click on the page, um, there's a, a tab for podcast. If you click on podcast, I will be listing there the follow-up activities for those types of questions when we may give a challenge and then someone reaches out and says, well, exactly how do you do it? What are the steps I would need to follow in order to create that? So I will have that posted on the website, on the podcast by the end of this week. And again, this would be the instructions on how to create that commitment card. It was a list. So this was where my husband had created a pocket size card that's laminated and it was commitments that he had made to me during one of the conversations we had had earlier in our relationship. It's like six or seven years ago. And he had, I didn't know that he still had it. And so when we were doing our podcast, he, he pulled it out and said, Hey, this is a challenge to others to be able to spend time really creating what is the commitment that I want to make to you and to show you that this is just not a passing conversation. He created this laminated card that he keeps as a reminder to himself of the commitment that he made to me. And then he also gave a copy of the card to me. So he has one and I have one and I actually keep mine in, in my wallet. 
So when I'm traveling on the road or a park, which happens a lot in the work that we do, we pull it out and it's like, hey, this is a reminder of what the commitment that we've made regarding our relationship. So right there, those are two activities that can be done during this time where you are spending more time and going from a I situation to a we situation, transitioning from I to we as, as you spend more time. And again, for those who you're not physically in the same place with anyone else, you may live by yourself, you're spending probably more time on the telephone or you're spending more time in um, FaceTime and chats or spending more time virtually connecting with people. But there are these are still things that you can do either in person when you get together or you can do on FaceTime. Yeah, I mean, I, I would even recommend it to my virtual cocktail guys. Listen, <laughs> play the tune you like, and then we'll all start singing, or we all start, like, talking about let me back know, in the day, let you me know. know when y'all going to do that, because I sure <laughs> as heck want to see that. So, I mean, there's, you know, again, the whole idea is that, you know, we're in this boat together, whether we, we all like it or not. We need to make the best of it. We need to do what we can to take the opportunity to make the best of it. And then these are just some ideas that we've come across in reflecting on where we at with this virus. And this is a time for reset, people. Make no mistake about it. The earth is taking time to reset. The earth, Mother Nature, they're giving us an opportunity to reset. And we need to embrace it. We need to recognize it for what it is. For all those people who said, man, you know, I wish I had more time to do A, B, C, X, Y, Z, but a bit, but a boom, your wish has been granted. You've got time. It, it doesn't, it, it does not matter that the time that you have is being spent with other people in that space. So yes, your kids are there, but they always had a bedtime. Yes, your spouse may be there. Yes, but you can now definitively just absolutely clearly say, look, I'm just going to step away and go in that other room. And if you run out of rooms, there's always the bathroom. I, I don't know if too many people are like, let's go to the bathroom together. So if you run out of spaces, just remember the bathroom is just as good a place to go and say, look, I'm going into timeout. I just need some alone time. And if you don't have space that you can go outside, if you don't have a backyard, a deck, a patio for you to go out on to just simply get away, this is where you can go to the bathroom. And this is about really communicating that you are stepping away and that you need this time. So we invite you to embrace this reset and treat it for what it is. While we're looking at the news and we're being consumed by the numbers and the number of people who are testing positive and the tests and the news just keeps going and going and going and stay off the streets and stay home and all of this. At the same time, this is a reset, people. This is a reset. This is a time for you to really look at what are some of those things that you wanted to do and just didn't have the time because you were traveling. So take that commute time and carve it out as your time to do this thing. Take that, you know, I'm going to the store. Now you may not go to the store as frequently and say, hey, I am going to take the time to do this. This is a reset opportunity. Embrace it as such. So that's our challenge of the week. What are you doing during this reset? What have you decided 
that you want to reset about yourself, about your life? What aspect of you are you resetting and leveling up? Please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to info at dianerica.com. I-N-F-O at D-I-A-N-E-R-I-C-A dot com. It has been a pleasure sharing this time with you. Thank you for laughing with us, joking with us, and absolutely thank you for sharing your thoughts with us, which I know that you will. We will meet again, and until we do, take care. Take care.